Here we are, Locked On NFL. Alongside the scout, Matt Williamson, I am Brian Peacock. We're taking you around the league daily here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This Friday episode, we will have a chance to review a pretty good Thursday night football game. It was the first, I think, non-snoozer affair on Thursday night this season. (laughs) Um, So that'll be a fun one. I think a lot of questions Maybe more questions than answers from that Thursday night football game, but it was a fun game nonetheless. And then we will uh, make picks for the rest of the Sunday and Monday slate of games here in week four. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast app. We're everywhere. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. Matt is a must follow at Williamson NFL. All right. So we've, we've been bad mouthing all the Thursday night football games, Matt. This one was at least a lot more fun, I think. I think it was a blast. I thought it was a really good football game. Two high-end quarterbacks. I mean, the number one takeaway for me was, boy, Aaron Rodgers looked like Aaron Rodgers. And that's the first time. He's like my all-time favorite quarterback. I always say that. Like, if we end up picking if, if we ended up picking all-time quarterbacks, I have a feeling Rodgers would end up on my team over Montana and Elway and Brady and all these guys. I just I love rooting for him. But he's been not the same for a while now. And last night, he looked vintage Rodgers, often hooking up with Devontae Adams, an amazing game by him. But then Adams leaves late in the game with what looks like turf toe, and he was missed. You know, Rodgers didn't have his his safety blanket, the, the guy that was just exploiting bad corners over and over. Um, and as a result, the Eagles, who played very well, rushed the passer better than they have. Got a much much needed win. I mean, if they if they didn't pull that one out, I think they'd have been in trouble. But now they're 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 swimming upstream a little bit, but they're in good shape again. Thirty four twenty seven was the final. There, the Eagles held on Packers twice, which is really the big story right now. I think the Devontae Adams thing is huge as well, and, and a pretty good measure of how important a player is is what a team looks like after he's not there. And um, yeah, that the rest of that wide receiver core really banged up. Marquez Valdez-Scantling becomes the top guy there if Devontae Adams is out for a while, and he could be with turf toe. And uh, he was the final target in the end zone on that last ball that was intercepted on a slant that was knocked away. And do you have a problem with the play calling there at the end of the game and throwing the ball so many times in a row on two straight possessions and not running the ball inside the five? Not a ton. I mean, I think that's a little bit of... Monday morning quarterbacking a little bit. Uh, I, I think that might be a little overly critical, but I could see why people would be upset, I guess. And one thing is clear, the Packers defense was amazing the first three weeks, but Carson Wentz is definitely better than Trubisky, Cousins, and Flacco, the first three quarterbacks that the Packers defense yeah. faced. Yeah, that's uh, without question. And it, it goes to show you, I mean, I, I feel this way more and more that Good quarterbacks, when they're at their best, are pretty much just unstoppable in this league. You know, like, defenses, it's great to have a good defense, and we had a really good conversation with Mike Sando yesterday about it, but if Aaron Rodgers is at his best, or Wentz is at his best, or Wilson, or Brady, or one of these guys, it almost doesn't matter what you do on defense anymore. Absolutely, and the Packers' defense had zero turnovers and zero sacks, which is, I think, a huge indicator and really tells you about how um, how different that game was defensively for the Packers, even though it's not that, to say that uh, you know the Packers' defense wasn't for real or anything like that. I still like what, they're, what they've got going on over there, but a much different outcome here on Thursday Night Football, and I think those Thursday Night games can tend to be uh, just a little bit wilder and a little bit different, a little bit more out of the ordinary, and definitely 
games that, you know, if you're betting, maybe stay away from some of those games or maybe underdogs have a little bit better chance on Thursday night because things get weird or, you know, don't use those teams in your survivor pool because, you know, you might get knocked out if some crazy circumstances happen on Thursday night football. But at least this one was fun and a really competitive game. Two teams that are really good showing how good the the NFC is just throughout and and how crazy competitive the NFC will be this year and, and stacked. And after the Patriots and Chiefs on the AFC side, I'm wondering how far down you feel really comfortable saying that there is an AFC team that is definitely better than like the the next eight or 10 NFC teams. Yeah, yeah. And just one last note on this one is hopefully the extended week gets Devontae Adams back for, you know, for week five. That would be huge. Yeah, I I think the Ravens are the third best team in the AFC, and we'll get to that game coming up. I'm going to pick them to win. Um, And and I think they would be right in the hunt with the Green Bays and Dallas's and Rams and those type of teams. But I don't know who my fourth team would be in the AFC. Right, it gets difficult. I think looking at your power rankings, I have those in front of me. I think it was all the way down to San Diego at 12. I'm sorry, <laughs> I cannot stop calling them the San Diego Chargers, the L.A. Chargers at 12. <laughs> so you, got the, you had in a row, you had uh, Chargers, Titans, Houston, Indianapolis, yeah. Cleveland, all outside the top 10. And, yeah, I agree. It's uh, The NFC is, is going to be a fun division to watch, and you hope the AFC, some other these teams, jump back in there and make those playoffs more competitive. It's not just straight up New England, Kansas City with a little Baltimore in there. And I hope Lamar Jackson is able to, to stick around for the whole season and be healthy. I still have that worry. It's just that little voice in the back of my head is like, don't get hurt because I want to see him uh, have a full 16-game season and get into the playoffs with Baltimore. That would be fun. But, yeah, yeah. NFC is a juggernaut. Uh, speaking of NFC, and real quick, I want to shout out Carl on Twitter who hit me up, and we had talked a lot about the Lions, and that was my Peacock apology this week, was apologizing to the Lions and their fans for underestimating Detroit this season maybe a little bit to start. He said, just wanted to point out the Packers lost at home to a team the Lions beat on the road and that the Packers haven't beaten the Lions since 2016. Maybe, just maybe, the yeah. Packers are overhyped and the Lions are underrated, he said. Maybe. I mean, Green Bay was 3-0, and and I don't know if they have to hold their heads low after last night's game. Um, I do. I tend to think that the Lions might be underrated more than the other way around. Yes. But they got a tough one this week, too. Absolutely. And I guess we should get to those week four game. Actually, you know what? We've got to talk about real quick here before we get to those games is Melvin okay. Gordon. We haven't talked about Melvin Gordon ending the holdout and reporting to the Chargers. He missed out, it looks like, on uh, about a million dollars in salary and uh, still doesn't have a new deal. He kind of overplayed his hand here. Not the wisest holdout, I think, for Melvin Gordon and Eckler. And the rest of the group there, uh, they, they 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 were fine at running back. Uh, running back is not a problem for for the Chargers, even though Melvin Gordon's still their number one guy. And they said he would plug back into the number one. Question is when he'll be back on the field and in, in, in that full role. Yeah, I would think they have the luxury now to ease him back in. I would also think that they will still listen to trade you know offers. I mean, if he's going to be disgruntled in the locker room or something like that, not that I'm saying he's a bad guy. He doesn't have a bad reputation or anything. Um, but if you could get a second or third round pick, uh, I might consider it because you don't really need him, even though he is a really good player. Um, I would think that either way, he won't be back with the Chargers next year, and they probably don't see running back as a need. They'll be fine with the two guys they have for 2020. Um, But, hey, you add a good player into the mix, and like you said, the holdout 
wasn't the smartest move. One more quick note before we get to the rest of the games here. Jalen Ramsey, he was on the uninterrupted 17 Weeks podcast, and he said trade request still stands. He's now uh, on paternity leave. He's away from the team to see the birth of his second child, which some people <laughs> some people thought that it was a huge conspiracy that he set that up to happen right now so he could miss <laughs> Jaguars practices this week, which is insane and, and hilarious. But he definitely... There's Talk the, about the long con. Yeah, exactly. There's the they illness that he... Nine months ago. Let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah. The illness that people think might have been made up. There's the back injury that people thought might have been made up. And Doug Marone chuckling at reporters, saying he didn't know anything about these injuries. And you could kind of feel how that thing is going with these guys and these teams. And Jalen Ramsey's like, look, this relationship's bad. And at some point, it's time to move on. And he feels that's the way it is for himself and the Jaguars. Obviously, long term, it looks like he's going to go elsewhere. Do you just write it out if you're the Jaguars? Do you think harder about a trade? Do you maybe take a first and a second or a first and a young player rather than only the two first rounders that it seems like they've drawn a hard line on? Yeah, I mean, it's early to punt the season if you're the Jags because Minshew's good and Minshew might stay as a starter. Leonard Fournette looks terrible, by the way. Side note, we'll talk about that in the Jags roll around, I'm sure. But, um, you got to think that this is not a long-term relationship with Ramsey. Maybe you take 85% of what you were originally asking, and that's pretty adequate, but pretty good return, too. I mean, you get Kansas City's first and second or two first, something like that, or Philly. They're probably later picks, but he doesn't want to be there. He's kind of disruptive. He's super expensive, and yeah, he's great, but I think you move on and you know ship him out. Yeah, seeing what's going on with Philly's secondary. Can we just make that happen? Cool. Right. <laughs> Ramsey to the oh. Eagles, too perfect. I think that's just got, it just makes too much sense. Yeah, that would be a nice fit. All right, let's move on and pick some games. Folks, it is a new season. The only thing that hasn't changed where I'm putting my money down on all the games. My bookie is the only place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs 100 bucks to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. So, folks, I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me, and absolutely my bookie fits that mold. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game, They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business for you and your fantasy guys out there. You can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. I love that feature, by the way. Up to a $1,000 first deposit bonus. You double your first deposit. Use our promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON when creating your, your claim and when you're creating your account to claim the bonus. Again, that's locked on, two words, locked on, bet, win, get paid. Here we go. Oakland Raiders, one and two coming into the season. They will be at Indy facing the two and one Colts. Colts favored by uh, six and a half points in this one. Yeah, and we might not see T.Y. Hilton, which would be big, but I do think we're going to see an awful lot of Marlon Mack. I think that Colts O-line will shine. Brissett will play well. 
I don't think this will be particularly competitive, but I don't know if the Colts drop 30 on them or anything either. I bet they play slow, pound them into the ground, don't make mistakes. Uh, they have some injuries to deal with in Indy, but they're the much better team. I really want to see Josh Jacobs have some breakout games and put up some huge numbers and banged up a little bit. And uh, Darren, the ball. Right. Yeah, exactly. And Darren Waller, he's had a crazy good season. There was a lot of hype in him in the offseason. I was like, man, Darren Waller, really? Is he going to be the guy? And he's been... Uh, one of the better tight ends, 26 catches, 287 yards so far on the season. and been really one of uh, Derek Carr's top targets in that offense. Yeah, Waller's very impressive. Easy to root for after watching hard knocks. Um, might be a better version of last year's Jared Cook in that offense. And I'm a big Jacobs believer, too. I mean, Gruden, I think, came out and said this week that you know, we need to get him the ball in the passing game more. He was very good at that at Bama. I would think that's in the future. Absolutely, and I'm with you. you got to go Colts in this one. There's really no other way mm-hmm. to pick it. Tennessee Titans are on the road at the Falcons. Both teams coming in, one and two. Both teams, I'm having a tough time figuring out if they're good or not, and I think both teams have shown that they could be both good and bad at times. Yeah, this is a hard one to handicap. I mean, Atlanta at home, you would think they put up a lot of points, but then I look at their defense. It's a very light built-for-speed type of defense, and I don't think that's a good match against Derrick Henry. If the Titans can stay close in this one, Mariota's going to need to make plays. Both offensive lines have been suspect, but especially Atlanta's. I like this Tennessee defense, though. I mean, I I think that they can hold Ryan and company down to some degree. Atlanta hasn't run the ball very well. If this was in Tennessee, I wouldn't hesitate at all to take the Titans, but I think Atlanta's much different home versus road. I got the Titans pulling out a close one, like 24-23, something like that. Yeah, I don't mind putting some money on the Titans side in this one with Atlanta favored by four points. And if it was the other way around, and, and you know, usually the handicappers give you three points at home. So if this was Titans at home and Atlanta was still favored by one, I would definitely be taking the Titans and putting money there. Um, but yeah, this this could be a good game. And I'm interested to see how this this one plays out because it was sort of like the Eagles Thursday night when you come in one and two, that's a massive game to come out either two and two or one and three. And one of these teams, Titans or Falcons, is going to be one and three after four weeks. Yeah, and deservedly so. They have some issues, both these teams. The 3-0 Patriots will get their first test as far as defenses they are facing with the Buffalo Bills. Both teams, 3-0 right now. This game in Buffalo, New England still on the road, favored by seven. Yeah, um, We didn't mention Buffalo. We should have. I meant to when we were talking about AFC teams in the mix. I mean, they're 3-0. and They haven't played anyone, but I do think that's a really good D, an improving O, an improving quarterback, a well-coached team. And I'm going to take the Patriots to win, but I have some hunches in this one. Like, I think this is the biggest game in Buffalo for a long time. Like, this is going to be a playoff atmosphere, their Super Bowl where New England's going to look at it like, eh, we're going to see these guys again. We might see them a, a third time this year. Maybe we won't pull out all stops. You know, we'll just kind of play our game. New England's fighting some injuries at some key spots too. So I think this one's close, and I think that the general public comes out of this saying, Bills are pretty good. They didn't beat the Pats, but, man, they lost 21-20 at home. They're a legit team. And, yes, but I also have a hunch that Belichick's going to save a little something for when they meet again. 
I kind of like the home dog situation here with those seven yeah. points because I think it can be low scoring, and I don't think the Patriots are just going to run away and blow out the Bills like they have the first three teams they've played this season. But I can't not pick the Bills to win it. But maybe a couple bucks on that minus seven for the Bills. I kind of like that. Yeah, the, the, the two really good defenses. I mean, these are probably top five defenses if I were to rank all the, the defenses one to thirty-two. And you know, in Buffalo, yeah, I'll take seven. Yeah, and it's home. it's at least. With the, the the first few Patriots games here that we're talking about, we didn't spend much time on them. This one's going to be a lot more interesting to see where both of these teams are at. Can the Bills hang with the Patriots? Are the Patriots a little, I mean, as good as they are, and I think we everyone believes that they're going to be good, are they still even overrated for that because of how easily they've won the first three weeks? And maybe the players, you know, and I'm sure Belichick will have them ready, but the players might waltz in maybe just being a little too puffed out in the chest and, and go to a tough place to play in Buffalo and be like, okay, yeah, okay, this is actually a real opponent here. Right. Both these teams, it'll, I think, will be somewhat of a litmus test for them. The Kansas City Chiefs, they're unbeaten 3-0. and oh. They are on the road at the Detroit Lions, also unbeaten 2-0-1. Oh, uh, the only mark against the Lions is that tie to a bad Cardinals team in Week 1, but they've looked really good the last two weeks. Winning on the road in Philly was a huge win for them, and another big test, this time at home for the Lions against the Chiefs. Yeah, the Lions are hard to kind of wrap your head around. And, I, and each game, it's been Hawkinson blows up, then Galladay blows up, then Marvin Jones blows up. And I like the way Stafford's playing. I, I like the, this offense in general. I'd still like to see more and more carry on. And maybe this is the game you do that at home to keep, you know, the, the Chiefs off the field a little bit. But Darius Slay probably isn't playing as of, you know, Friday noonish here at Eastern. That's bad news, man. That's I mean, he's one. your he's your man coverage, follow Sammy Watkins type guy. I just think in a dome, the Chiefs are going to be fast on offense, and you know they're going to put up a lot of points. I like Kansas City here, and that is exactly what I was going to bring up about Slay. I would have loved yeah. the Slay versus Watkins matchup for the Lions to really uh, just make things a little bit more difficult for Kansas City on the road there. But man, this is a tough one, and I'm interested to see that track just. That track offense, you know, track star team with Mahomes in a dome against the Lions and see if the Lions are really up to snuff. This is going to be a fun one there. Kansas City still on the road, favored by six and a half. And I do like the home dog situation there with the Lions, but it is hard to pick straight up winner of the Lions over the Chiefs there. Yeah, I, I, I would give you the six and a half. I'll take Kansas City by yeah. double digits. Maybe a maybe a Williamson apology next week. Who knows? We'll see. We'll maybe see the maybe. Lions are real. They keep the getting Lions us. Fans, I'm sure, will remind me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's go, Chargers. <laughs> who are at Miami? Chargers one and two. Dolphins zero oh and three. We've talked a lot let's about the, spend a lot of time on this. Yeah, one. we've talked a lot about the tank jobs that the, the 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 tank job that the Dolphins have been pulling off here in 2019 so far. But the Josh Rosen led Dolphins could have had and should have had a lead over the Cowboys on the road last week. So don't completely discount the Dolphins 15 and a half points I'll take Dolphins to stay within you know three scores of the Chargers in this one who are not playing their best ball at one and two Dolphins at home I liked a little bit of what I saw from Josh Rosen if he if his receivers can just catch the ball in the end zone when he delivers it to him yeah I'm rooting for Rosen and I thought that was a nice first step I hope he continues to build on that and show that he's an NFL starting quarterback whether that's Miami or elsewhere or Hopefully the guy sometime, someday in his life in the NFL history gets a, an offensive line to block for him. Um, I don't think this one's competitive, though. I, I just think the Miami's just almost not worth talking about. They, they are so bad, and I don't see any signs of life. Josh Rosen 
future New England Patriot. I'm going to throw it out there. I like that. I like that a lot. That'd be a great guy for them to pick up. All right, let's break here, and then we'll uh, get to the rest of these games. Dudes, listen up. Let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. I've told you about them many times. If you haven't tried it, you're out of your mind. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Guys, I never understood the pill thing. I mean, hey, you're going to make an appointment for an hour from now? I mean, Blue Chew works so much better. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, zero awkwardness. Made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, they have a fantastic deal for all of you listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment totally free when you use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL. All you're paying is $5 shipping, and you're getting way more than $5 worth of product. And the promo code is locked on. Again, that's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them a great deal for sponsoring the podcast. All right, we got to go quick here. Still have a lot of games on the slate. There's two teams okay. that do have a buy here in this uh, in this week four early buy. It feels way too early. 49ers and Jets both not playing this week. We've got the Washington Redskins 0 3 on the road. They are facing Daniel Jones in the New York Giants who looked pretty good in his starting debut. Yeah, like I can certainly see McLaren getting behind these guys. The, the Giants' pass defense is bad. Their corners are bad. Um, but I like the Giants at home. Uh, if Eli was behind center, I probably wouldn't pick him without Barkley. But I'm not real impressed with the Washington offense. I, I think that Jones will spark this team. There'll be a lot of energy in that stadium. I'll take the Giants. I don't expect Case Keenum to have quite as bad of a start as he had last week with his three interceptions, but he might not be as good as he looked the first two weeks either when mm-hmm. he threw uh, seven touchdown passes or six or seven touchdown passes the first two games. But, um, yeah, this one is I would definitely stay away from not putting any money on either one of these teams because it's just hard to really bet on anything here. No Saquon for the Giants. And I wonder if we might, if the Redskins do go down early, see Dwayne Haskins, Jay Gruden sounded like he was getting closer to putting him in. Yeah, it seems like an opportune time to do that. You know, I, I can see that for sure this week. Here's a fun one. Cleveland Browns on the road in Baltimore to face the Ravens. Browns 1-2, and two, Ravens 2-1. and one. Right now, Baltimore has a nice little uh, six-and-a-half-point favorite line in their favor, which uh, the Browns could still surprise some teams, but it looks like the hype train a little too early for Cleveland. But we'll see if they can figure this thing out and turn it around, and they still have all kinds of weapons on that team. They do. I think they get their doors blown off in this one, though. I, I think the Ooh. Ravens run all over them, control the, the tempo of the game. I don't like at all what I'm seeing from the Browns blocking from their offensive line and how Mayfield is reacting. Uh, he's seeing ghosts. People are keeping him in the pocket, deflecting a lot of passes. Um, the place to get right in that capacity is not in Baltimore against the Ravens with a blitz-happy crew. I think Lamar will make a lot of plays. Uh, Both those corners, Greedy and Ward are banged up. I could see Marquise getting behind them a couple times. I like the Ravens by like 15, 18. You know, like I think they win huge. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. And, you know, it's getting a little public here with uh, Baker Mayfield and arguing with people. And 
Uh, he went after Rex right. Ryan, and this thing could really blow up, and I could see it start to go very south and crumble, and this is a tough situation for them in week four, already one and two in Baltimore. I like the Ravens here, and I would even you know give away those six and a half points. I'm with you on that. Yeah, now, That's probably the, the bet I feel strongest about that we've heard so far. We've got the Panthers in Houston to face the Texans. Panthers with Kyle Allen at quarterback, and there's talk of Cam Newton's vegan diet being part of his problem, which I am not a dietitian, and I could not even begin to speak on that, but just another <laughs> little wrinkle to that one. Uh, Texans at home, two and one. Texans favored by four. I would have thought it might be even a little bigger than that. I like the Panthers, though. I think I trust Allen. I like their front seven. I think this is a really fun game with a lot of explosive players including Deshaun Watson. I think Houston wins it, but like 30-28, a close game, a lot of points. I think I would bet on Houston and even give away those four points at home. And, and the Panthers definitely aren't a team that's going to roll over, and that was apparent after last week. But uh, I like Houston in this one, and I think Houston has a chance to really get things right at home. And we'll see how real Kyle Allen is, because there was really no fall-off last week for Carolina with him at quarterback. Buccaneers at Rams. Bucks one and two. Rams three and zero. Oh. Rams favored big nine and a half points. Uh, the question here is: Do you give away that many points because the Rams obviously are the huge favorite here over the Bucks? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to pick the Rams, but I think this is closer than people think. I think there's more points than people expect, um, and the Rams' offense has not been dominant for a while. And I know the Bucks' D isn't great, but Bowles knows what he's doing. Uh, I can see Mike Evans and Godwin having decent games. I like the Rams by a touchdown, not nine. I like what the Buccaneers have been doing on defense. They've been making things yeah. difficult for teams to run the ball. And uh, with the Rams, there's two schools of thought. One is, okay, maybe they weren't as good as we thought. And, you know, they're a little sputtering a little bit on offense. But the other side of it is, okay, they just have that much room to grow. And one of these weeks going to be like, okay, boom, there's the Rams throwing up a 40-burger on a team. It's like, okay, that's there's that offense. Now they're clicking. Could happen at any time. I just haven't seen enough glimpses of that to predict it. We've got the Seahawks, 2-1, and one, an NFC West battle. They are at the 0-2-1 Cardinals on the road. Seattle favored by a 5.5. Yeah, I think Seattle knows who they are. They get back to Chris Carson. Wilson's playing, I think, as well as ever, and I said that last year, too. And I'm excited about Arizona. They're running a ton of plays. They're playing really fast. I just think that they're still figuring things out. New coach, new quarterback are both searching. Bad defense. I would think Seattle runs the ball a lot on the road and controls this game. Yeah, I agree. And they could probably pop a few and get some points early with uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf mm -hmm. against that Cardinals defense and then really just sit on a lead. And so, you know, the Cardinals might do that thing where they just have to throw the ball 35 times in the second half and try to come back, which has been their M.O., but yeah, you got to like the Seahawks in this one, even if it's not quite as high scoring as some of the other uh, Cardinals games have been. And, and maybe that game gets shortened by Seattle in an old school Pete Carroll kind of way. Yeah, right. And I, I trust Pete in this one. Absolutely. Me too. Vikings at Bears. This is a good one. NFC North, two and one teams both coming in here. Bears favored by just two points at home. A kind of a coin flip game here. This could go in a lot of directions. Uh, I will not discount the Vikings on the road, but, oh, man, I do like the Bears at home in this one. And Trubisky doing enough. We saw him complete 80% of his passes, talked a lot about uh, what those passes looked like with Mike Sando on Thursday's show, which is a must-listen if you guys haven't heard that one yet. But I guess I'll take Bears here over the Vikings just because they're at home, but I can't wait to tune into this afternoon game. Yeah, NFC North is really fun right now, starting with last night's game. I'm not fond of either quarterback. 
Um, who runs the ball better? I think Montgomery's going to get more and more of the share, and deservedly so. I love what Dalvin Cook's doing, but I don't think that they're going to be able to jump up. Either one of these teams is going to jump up with a lead and, and just grind the other one out. I mean, I really think this is a first one to 17 type of game. So I'm going to go with the home team. I like the Bears to barely win this, but a fun game. We've got the Jaguars at Broncos. Only one win combined with these two teams. Talked a little bit about Ramsey and what's going on there in Jacksonville. Uh, one and two Jaguars at the 0-3 Broncos. One reason I really like the Broncos in this one was, I don't know if you saw it, but um, Von Miller's press conference that lasted about 30 seconds where he was laser-focused, which would scare me if <laughs> I was Gardner Mishu right now. Yeah, I, I feel like this is the week at home in the thin air that Miller and Chubb erupt, you know, there's been a lot of talk of it, you know, it was a little quiet after week one, after week two, it started to rumble after week three. It's like, Hey, what's up with these two? They're too good to be kept down. I mentioned how poorly I think Fournette is playing. I'm impressed with Minshew, but this is a, a difficult test on the road. Never played in that building. Uh, I think Denver does enough on offense and wins this one. I'm with you. I like Denver big in this one. I think this is their chance to really do something, and I like the focus there, and uh, I think they have a chance to get things a little bit right, and I don't think the Broncos will be a playoff team, but they're not as bad as their 0-3 record looks right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Sunday night, Cowboys at Saints. Another fun one, 3-0 Cowboys, 2-1 Saints. It's the Teddy Bridgewater-led Saints and the Cowboys on the road, favored by 2 and a half. I like Dallas to win this game. Um, Kamara is going to have to be the key with Bridgewater. And I think Dallas will do it as well as you can with Van Der Esch and Smith. And last time these guys played, they, they suck a corner on Kamara a lot. Um, and that was with Breeze in the game. Uh, that Saints D is better than people think. Cam Jordan's playing extremely well, but I'm fond of this Dallas offense. I mean, I think they're well-schemed. Dak's playing well. I think that line is back to being great. I think Dallas goes into New Orleans and wins this game. I'm going to take New Orleans in this one. They're, they have one of the better home field advantages in the NFL. I did not yeah. like what I saw from the Cowboys in the first half against the worst team in the league, the Miami Dolphins, last week. So the, the Cowboys, while they're good, they're not bulletproof. Uh, and I, I really like how the rest of the team rallied around Teddy Bridgewater. And like you mentioned, there that's a good roster in New Orleans, too. So at home... Uh, I'll take those two and a half points with the Saints. I like that one. Okay. Let's go. I'll give give me points on the road in that one. I'll take Dallas on the points. Okay, cool. Yeah, that'll that'll be a fun one. And then we've got Monday Night Football, a battle of the O and threes. We've got the Cincinnati Bengals on the road at Pittsburgh facing the team you are very close to, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, This has to be the one that the Steelers figure out and get with their young quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean, I might mosey down to this game. I'm not sure if I'm going to or not at this point. I don't. The more I study the Bengals, I think they are a really struggling team that are kind of learning on both sides of the ball with a new coach. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers handily in this game, and that's not because I'm you know, a, a Steeler homer. I just think they're much better on both lines of scrimmage, and in the end, that'll you know prevail. Steelers don't lose a lot of Monday night games at home either. Yeah, and so watching both of those teams closely because both teams have played the 49ers already, uh, the Steelers are a much better football team than the Bengals. Mm-hmm. They're favored by three and a half. I'll give away those three and a half points for the Steelers at home, and I think there's an opportunity for the Steelers to really beat up on the Bengals, which I think the Bengals are going to be you know, one of the 
four worst teams in the NFL at the end of this season. I, I just they were bad. They can't tackle people. Uh, they couldn't get anything going on offense. They have no identity. I just don't know where that team is going right now. Maybe when they get AJ Green back and new coach, they can figure some things out later in the season. But right now, I like the Steelers. Second start for Mason Rudolph going big on the Bengals. Yeah, and if by the way, a little side note here: if Cincinnati wins this game, you may not hear from me again. The sky may have fallen in my hometown, <laughs> and there might be riots, and my house might be on fire, and it might be a Walking Dead situation where the, the apocalypse is here. So, if you don't hear from me after Monday night, it's that's why. Okay, I've got an extra room, but the Williamson family <laughs> needs to travel west. Maybe, maybe, because it could get nasty around here, especially when I what I do for a living. Uh, yeah, that's great. Great stuff. Okay, uh, looking forward to breaking all these down Monday. For Matt Williamson, I am Brian Peacock. We'll be back with you next week right here, Locked on NFL.